You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones, here with your look at the midday news for Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Carroll Community School District Superintendent Dr. Casey Burla and Board President Cindy Johnson traveled to the Capitol on Monday to participate in a House Oversight Committee hearing on graphic content in school libraries and curriculum in Iowa. In addition to the CCSD officials, representatives from the West Des Moines, Waukee, Carlisle, Urbandale, and Johnston school districts were called to testify. The issue at hand was when and how schools handle objections to materials in the library or curriculum. The CCSD officials were not questioned during Monday's hearing, but Burloss says they were ready to outline the school's policy for materials reconsideration. We were prepared to answer any specific questions that they may have had about our local context, and for whatever reason, the questions were directed at other schools. And Material objection procedures are nearly identical at schools throughout the state. A parent or stakeholder directly takes their concern to the teacher or librarian, and the issue is elevated to a reconsideration committee if the complainant is unsatisfied with the result. That committee then makes a recommendation to the Board of Education for final approval. In CCSD's case, 10 books, including Sold by Patricia McCormick and Red Hood by Elena Arnold, were objected to for their perceived graphic content. All books that have been reviewed by the committee and voted on by the board so far have remained available at the school. Like other school officials who testified at Monday's hearing, Burlaw says these issues are challenging as they're, they're asked to consider the morals of a very diverse group of students, families, and stakeholders. What's best for all can sometimes not be what might be best for an individual somewhere or a small group of individuals or whatever you want to say. So that makes it challenging work as a school leader, as a committee that's working on reviewing books, any of that. Burlaw says the material reconsideration policy is not used often, so one of the benefits of this latest rounds of reviews is the board's ability to simplify the process now that they've had some experience. We need to make sure it's not cumbersome for somebody who would have an objection to instructional materials. So as we're going through this, making some notes of some things that we may look at adjusting. But overall, I think that there's a lot of good things in that process that are designed the way they're supposed to be, you know, to work the way they have been working. When I say that, it's not to result in a certain outcome. It's just about the process. The school board has only a few of the 10 books initially listed left to review and vote on, and that process should conclude in the next several months. And the next few weeks will be busy for the Carroll Chamber of Commerce as they prepare for two of their popular annual events, the Court Classic and the Chamber Banquet. The Youth Basketball Tournament returns to town this weekend, and staff is looking forward to welcoming dozens of youth basketball teams. According to Executive Director Kimberly Tiefenthaler, more than 50 teams are signed up to compete starting Saturday. While that number is a bit lower than usual, she says the Court Classic remains one of the largest youth tournaments in western Iowa. We're a little down this year, Mm -hmm. but that's only because there's so much going on around us in communities. I know Boone and Storm Lake and some other places have tournaments going on, so people have caught on. So we got a little competition in the region, and competition's not a bad thing, but it is changing things for us. With over 50 teams registered, over 1,000 players, coaches, parents, and other fans are expected to visit Carroll this weekend. Stephen Toller says the influx of people benefits local restaurants, retailers, and hotels and provides an opportunity for Carroll to showcase itself. The Chamber's annual banquet is just over a week later. That's March 6th. Business Development Director Roseanne Nace says it's one of the most fun nights of the year for the Chamber. 
we invite everybody to come to the banquet. It's a chamber banquet, but everybody's invited. We'd love you to come and join us that night. It's one of my favorite events. It's a great opportunity to recognize businesses and individuals in the community that do so much for our community. And it's always fun to surprise them if we can. So hopefully we'll have a good turnout again this year. The night begins at 5.30 p.m. with a social hour at the Carrollton Center, followed by dinner at 6.30 p.m. and the program and awards at 7.30. Each year, the Chamber presents the Citizen of the Year, Good Neighbor, Public Service, Humanitarian, New Business, and Heritage Business Awards. Tickets are still available for $35 each or $295 to reserve a table for eight. Reserve your seats by calling the Chamber office at 712-792-4383 or emailing chamber at carolliowa.com. And we are going to step away here for just a moment. More news on the way after this on KCIM. When you're ready to work, your trailer better be ready to work too. Don't waste time on cheaply built trailers when a PJ trailer from Haley Equipment will never let you down. Dump, flatbed, utility, tilts, PJ and Haley Equipment have exactly what you need. Remember, when you're ready to work, you don't get better quality than with PJ trailers. And you don't get better service than with Haley Equipment. At Haley Equipment, you're part of the family. In Carroll and Rockwell City. Your farming practices are uniquely specific to your crop raising operations. So why should your crop insurance coverage be any different? We at Heritage Insurance and Real Estate have been in the crop insurance business for over 40 years. We have the experience and knowledge to put together the necessary coverages your operations deserve to protect your crop and financial future. We offer five insurance companies that provide the grower competitive premiums and reliable coverages. Give us a call today at any of our four locations, Audubon, Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Scranton. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley says the federal response to the derailment of a train carrying hazardous materials in Ohio earlier this month has been woefully insufficient. On February 3rd, the Norfolk Southern train transporting vinyl chloride, benzene, butyl acrylate, and other toxic chemicals derailed near East Palestine, Ohio. Grassley says many Americans are concerned about the ongoing incident, and rightfully so. The people are upset about it. They ought to be upset about it. And the safety of the American people is the number one responsibility of the federal government. Federal officials from the U.S. Department of Transportation, Environmental Protection Agency, and others have traveled to the scene to advise local governments and assist in the cleanup, but Grassley says that response came too slowly. The Department of Transportation under Pete Buttigieg has done very little until almost two weeks after the crash. FEMA was late getting in there. The president hasn't even talked about it as far as I know, and just absent without leave is basically what the federal government's been until very recently. The long-term environmental and health effects of the spill are unknown, but the EPA reports chemical levels in the air and drinking water are safe for residents there. Norfolk Southern has been ordered to pay for the cost of cleanup and recovery for the small Ohio community. The Glenn Ralston Booster Club is hosting a trivia night this coming weekend to help raise money for the school district. The event's scheduled for Saturday, February 25th at the Lincoln Club. Doors open at 6 p.m. for a social hour with the trivia contest to begin at 7 o'clock. Individuals wanting to participate must pay $30 per person, and that includes contest registration and appetizers. 
A cash bar will be available the night of the event as well. Teams of six to eight individuals will battle it out for the title of Trivia Champ. The Booster Club does accept Venmo and checks for registration and for donations. A link to sign up, contact info, as well as payment info can be found included with this story on our website. And at Monday's Lakeview City Council meeting, officials formally approved the proposed maximum property tax levy for fiscal year 2024. According to City Administrator Scott Peterson, the total FY24 general fund dollars are increasing by 2%. Peterson says the published rate is 6.6593 per $1,000 of taxable assessed valuations. He adds FY23 tax rate was 6.46832. Peterson explains the reason for the increase from the prior year. Some additional revenue for for operations, you know, as the continued operations of the city continue to increase in cost, and especially anything related to construction inflation, really just eats at eats at budgets right now. So we do have some special projects planned for for next year, but uh, the the little bit of increase is largely due to uh, operations. The state initially made an error on property rollbacks, which would have left taxpayers on the hook for higher bills than expected and would have left cities trying to make up a budget shortfall. Fortunately, Peterson says this should not affect Lakeview's budget significantly. Because we tax at less than $8.10 in the general fund, we were able to maintain that same amount of general fund property tax dollars that we proposed to be collected, and that's why the rate went up a little bit. On Monday, Governor Kim Reynolds signed a bill into law that would provide $127 million in tax relief to Iowa taxpayers through the bill fixing the Iowa Department of Revenue's error in calculating property valuation rollbacks. That's changing from 56.49% to 54.65%. Budget deadlines have been extended to April 30th to allow local governments more time to adjust their budgets to the change. And that is going to be wrapping up your look at the midday news for Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting.